what up, what up, what up? This your boy Kojak. And we got two special guests here. Uh, we have Passport Lewis. And we have his brother, John Quest. And uh, for everyone who um, doesn't know who um, John Quest is, can you like introduce yourself and let them know exactly what you do for Passport? Uh, man, I go by the name of John Quest. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of do a few things uh, from cinematography to music production. Uh, I mean, we collaborate on a lot of different things. Uh, I mean, we kind of like a two-man team right now, so you know, we probably we pretty much work through a lot of different things, from audio to the visual. So I do all the beats on the, on, on all, all this production on the music. I shoot all these music videos, and we just grind out. We just grind it out. Okay. And that's been like that since day one. From the jump. From the jump. Like we've been we've been doing this since what is it, like ninety six? Hustle. Yeah, oh, like we're talking about actually doing it for real, you know. Yeah. We've been juking for a minute, but like ninety six we had like a, a decent release on like Itchy Bond Records. Hustles make G's, we put a project out that actually did pretty decent. Like this is like ninety six. So we've been jamming for a minute. Dang. So how when did um when did you know that Passport Lewis like you could put your trust in him as an artist. Like, he takes it serious. I know he's dope. Um, besides being your brother, you know, when did you know the business side was going to be there? I think I'm trying to think. We did one show. Like, he probably, he probably gags that. I was like, well, I need you on stage to be like the hype, man. He's like, oh, I got it. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. He gets on stage. He does not move. <laughs> I said, like, you know what the hype man does, right? He gets everybody geek. He's sitting there just chilling. I said, man, so you ain't ready. Then, uh, like, a few years after that, he, he spit a verse. I was like, oh, my God. And that's when we put the, uh, like, 90, like, 94, 95, he spit a verse that was, like, killing everybody in the room. I was like, man, we got to put him on. Now he's ready. And ever since then, he's just been rocking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, I knew he had it. And, um, like, for you, Passport, uh, did you already see him, like, as far as production-wise? He was already doing beats and stuff. And did that, like, influence you? To like want to do something in the music? Did you know you wanted to rap at the beginning, or did you want to just be a hype man? Nah, honestly. So this, how I started rapping, he's been doing music ever since I can remember. Rap groups, DJing, like one of the first first I ever seen make a video. I mean that's that's well documented. So he used to make beats in my parents' basement, like all night. And I would sneak down, throw the headphones on, be like, oh, you know what I'm saying, that's dope, you know, and go back to sleep or whatever. So one night I came down there, he's like, man, I want you to make a beat to, or make a rap to this beat that I have. And I was like, you know, I don't know how to rap. You know, I don't even, I never wanted to rap. I was just cool being, being his brother or whatever. So he literally sat me down and taught me timing and structure and flow and all the things that you know is what developed me as an artist today he let set me down and taught me all those things so from that point on once i wrote my first wet rap that's when i fell in love with it that's when you know the rest is history so that's that's how i begin if it wasn't for that i probably wouldn't even be here today or doing it at all okay that's dope and who taught you that i mean back then it was just i was just that kid always beating on the table you know okay. what I'm saying? Like music is all, you know, my dad's a drummer, you know what I'm saying? So we've always been around music. And so that's how I see everything, just in like rhythm, you know what I'm saying? And so I just always beat on the table. And we started a rap group like in grade school, like the Bass Boys. And we had these shows, a manual talent show, like old school, you know what I'm saying? And ever since then, I was like, man, everybody else quit. I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep going, you know what I'm saying? We just kept going and kept progressing and kept evolving and evolving until where we're at now, you know what I'm saying? It's something fun. Like, it was like super fun to do. We just stuck with it. Who was um like some of the artists that you were influenced by growing up? I mean, you know the uh, man like Rakim, Nas, like Dr. Dre is like my favorite. You know what I'm saying, as far as production wise. I mean, like Nas, Redman. I listen to you know what I'm saying, all the classic hip hop. You know what I'm saying, De La. I mean, uh, man, you name it. You know what I'm saying, we'll listen to it, but. I was never like a Pac fan. We used to, matter of fact, we used to get into arguments. Not me thank and him, you. but thank you. Thank people you. used to be like, "Man, I'm ready to fight you over this Pac stuff." I'm like, wait a minute, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's okay. But you know, I respect what he does. But I wasn't like you know a diehard Pac fan. Yeah, I, I like I was arguing about this literally <clears throat> last week about uh, Tupac because I said Ice Cube's better. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, no Ice Cube wouldn't be no Pac." Like, that's what how I how I think about it. cause cause of him being of what he did 
for NWA, he wrote all damn near all right, music right. besides DOC. Right. And then his career by himself. Right. I just was like, how could you like say this isn't LA music? You know. Right. So I was argue, I was literally arguing about that last week. Yeah. But I give Pac people. credit. He was like a, a storyteller, and he was a his, he was passionate about what he what he did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I respect him, but I was there, like, I got to get that new Pac. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never like that. Cause I I don't think uh, if Tupac was alive, that I don't think he'd be rapping. I think he'd be doing something else. He might be running for office. You know, he might be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he yeah, was, he was yeah. that kind of person. Yeah, he you know? was, uh, yeah. I, I think agree. rap just was a transition. He'd probably be doing a lot more acting. Yeah. You know, so I think rap was just a transition for him. Yeah, yeah that's all right. I thought yeah. it was. He'd probably be doing kind of what Cube does in a sense. Yeah. Well, he's an actor now. A lot of people don't even know he rapped. That's true. Very true. Yeah, now he got a little basketball league. Yeah, you know? yeah, he would definitely get yeah. So I don't know. I think Big would be rapping still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And selling dope. <laughs> I definitely think he'd be still selling dope. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so um, how um, difficult was it for you guys to, like, separate uh, business and uh, your personal relationship? Um, well, I mean, I think that... You know, the dynamic that we have between us is is always, how can I say it? The business side of it, just it's, it's just kind of something that we've learned together. And neither one of us are, you know, started out the best businessmen. But like I said, we, we learned together. We've grown together. So we've, we've came up and to a point where now we can handle things a certain way. So I think it's... The dynamic is it works well because I think sometimes you have someone who's super business minded and then you may have someone who's just kind of a flake and then you butt heads or whatever. But we both grew together and learned together and developed a strategy together. So it was never really a separation, you know, in a sense of as as how, how we operate business. But we do have the music. We do have what we do creatively. And we focus on that. And then when it comes to business, we kind of just put our heads together. Like, okay, so what do you think here? What should our strategy be? So, like I like I said, getting to the point where we are today and the fact that we grew together and developed everything together, it was never an issue as far as separation is concerned, in my opinion. I don't know. He may have it's all Because it's always been all fun, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? We do this because it's fun. And mm-hmm. we're, you know... And we happen to be extremely good at it, so we saw oh, how can we monetize it? You know what I'm saying? So we was like, what do you think? So we just do trial and error. You know, we didn't try a lot of stuff. It didn't work. We bounced back, forgot what we learned. Don't do that again and move forward. So it's, it's I never, we never even had that. Like, it's all one big piece, really. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. talk, we talk about like personal things, but then we talk about business things. You know what I'm saying? And so it's that kind of the same. You know what I'm saying? We always give each other like real feedback. You know what I'm saying? And we take it. Real, you know what I'm saying? If someone gives you constructive, real feedback, and it's out of love, it's not, it's not negative. I mean, I think we should do this. Why do you think that? Okay, this is what it is, and you take it that way. So it's no button heads, you know what I'm saying? There's no one right. We're not egomaniacs, you know? No one's like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. We don't even have titles. We just work, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, you know, there's no like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. We just all collaborate, you know what I'm saying, and work together. That's what I think makes it work. Okay. So what are, uh, can you describe to us, like, how is a studio session with Passport Lewis versus uh, at the beginning um, when you first started till now? I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's almost the same because we go in there with fun. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's fun what we're doing. So we're in there just joking around half the time. Like you come to our studio sessions, it's not like, you know, we in there. We, after a while, you get, you know what I'm saying? You do something so much, it's like second nature. So I hit record, I know where his mic position to be, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what it is, and he knows the same thing. So now it's actually easier. Before, it was like trial and error, trying to get stuff to sound right, you know what I'm saying? And just, we were all over the place. Now we go in, we got a formula. Let's get in, get in, you know what I'm saying? Lock in, we lock out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not in there. We're in there all night, you know, vibing and creating, but we don't. It doesn't take. It doesn't take us long to put songs together. Well, yeah. So you're you're not necessarily recording like, no. constantly. No, we're in there talking, brainstorming. Out. We're in yeah. there, you know, putting our minds together. Like, man, what can we do? Like, you know, what I'm saying, how can we help each other develop into different things and go farther? You know, what I'm saying, because music is part of it, but you have to have your business so you can go to the next level. So yeah. we're in there with strategies. You know, what I'm saying, and researching and figuring out what other people are doing successful. Add that to us. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do a lot. The music is the easy part. 
It's just getting it popping is the hard part. Yeah. Where Where do you find these samples at? Because oh, uh, <laughs> and do, and do you get these cleared? Uh, or I've never got them cleared, but uh, but I did. I, I honestly feel that's the next step. Because <laughs> you be sampling some stuff that my grandma's done played. I've heard in some movies. Man. I mean, I'll spend hours, like, just on a sample. He'd be like, hey, man. Like, he'll be like, hey, man, you should check this out. Then I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, I can be in the elevator and hear something. Like, oh, that would be dope. And I hit him. Like, what do you think about this? Then we go back and forth. Next thing you know, we putting out the record. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just always open for inspiration. Like, I'm always accessible to it. If I hear anything, I could be like a, you know, I could be at church and hear a gospel drum. Like, ooh, that would be ill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just always vibrating on that frequency of what can be expressive or whatever and we both share the same thing it'd be four o'clock in the morning i look up and get a text from him hey dog that loop on there is crazy you should try that or vice versa like we're always in that mode like how yeah. some people like i'm gonna take a break we yeah, always never. in it it's always on it's just fun yeah do you like do you guys look at it as a business because the things that you, you do like i'm looking at your instagram the places you guys go where you're traveling seems like you're having fun, you're experiencing life, you know, so it's not necessarily, like, stressful constantly, like, oh, I, I gotta do this so I can get to the next level, gotta be the best rapper of all time, it's more so, you just having fun experiencing life. I mean, there's, it definitely appears that way, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but when you do something that you love, it's never work. Yeah. Like, we, we'll be out, if we're somewhere in a different city, you know, earlier we were talking about South by Southwest, we literally were up. 18 hours out of the day <clears throat> while we were there. Maybe sleep for an hour and get back up and do it again. You know, grinding, uh, promoting, interviews, performing. It's But it's but it's but we love it, though. So it's not work in a sense. So we are enjoying every second of it. Like, you know, I'm I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I can sit and talk to you for hours. But but it's still but it's still work, you know. You're on a, across the, the table interviewing us, but you but you enjoy what you're doing. My man's behind yeah. the camera, but he's enjoying it. So it's different as opposed to going to a job that you don't enjoy. You know, yeah. it's it's a completely different situation. So and we've all had regular jobs before. You sitting there, you counting the, the clock, but here you you don't have enough time. You're like, man, where did the time go? So you know, there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of business involved, but you know. When you have something that you create and all you want to do is share with the world, you do whatever you can to get that exposure. So I don't look at it as work. I'm sure he doesn't look at it as work. It's just because um, sometimes we'll we'll do something and create something and get something to a certain level. And it's, it almost takes us to look back like, damn, we, we really did all that work to make this happen. But while you're doing it, it doesn't feel like that. So, I mean, we are enjoying life, and, and it's fun, but, it, I mean, there's a lot of work involved as well. Yeah, because, like, when I, when I, like, look at it and just see what you guys are doing, I, I just wish, like, other artists would get to that point where they can experience that, you know, and not just think in this box. Because I don't, I don't know if you guys, like, necessarily pay attention to Peoria, like, constantly because you don't have time to. But, like, that's what a lot of people here do. They're just focused on Peoria and not necessarily going to South by Southwest to experience what's going on outside of Peoria as well. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's what, what the whole global movement is about. And we've always been like that. I think, you know, growing up as kids, our parents always taught us that, you know, think, think outside the box. We've always taken trips. We've always, you know... Um, our dad was a truck driver, so during the summertime, he would literally just take us all over the country, you know what I mean, and see different places. So we've always had that mentality. And then when we got of age, we always took trips on our own. And just seeing how people move, how people do certain things, and you get so much inspiration. Like a few years ago, I started, you know, going out of the country. And that even that opens your mind to a whole different way of living, a whole different lifestyle, a whole different vibe, a whole different fan base. And a lot of people don't realize there's there's artists that are popping overseas that you may not you may not you don't you've never heard of them you may never hear of them they're millionaires they 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 tour they they they're doing their thing and have a successful business just over in an overseas market so yeah. it's definitely good to have your fan base to have your core you know have your city represent but you have to look outside that and we figured that out we figured that out a long time ago we never considered ourselves local artists. 
And so that's how we've yeah. always operated. Yeah, because Ja, ja Rule's getting some money overseas. Money. Yeah, it's money. It's all, all money. money. And it's easy money. And they love you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they love him. They don't, you know? And they don't flake. Oh. If, you do, if you have a fan base overseas, they're with you all. Oh, you have uh, to stop. Dang. You know what I mean? You have to stop, literally stop rapping. Here in the, in the U.S., you hop for a, a second. That's it. No yeah. one's checking for you. You, you, can't, you can't get somebody to listen to your music. Over there... Especially being from the states, the the love is crazy. Yeah, and the pure thing is like most people here. You notice that they they only want to surround themselves that they feel like they're better than, you know what I'm saying, or equal. They don't want to challenge. They want you know what I'm saying. They want to be oh I'm I'm better than him so I'm cool. But they don't ex- embrace people that might have more knowledge. Well, as we are, we want to be with people that you know what I'm saying that we can learn from. You know what I'm saying that's better than that's what we do. So you attach to them. You know that's how you grow. You don't grow by just doing the same thing. Like you want to be. A top personality. You can't just do it here. Mm-hmm. You got to go somewhere else where somebody else is juking a little bit harder than you. Then you piggyback off him and go to your next level. That's how it works. But they don't want to evolve. They say, I'm the coldest here. That's what you hear most of I'm the baddest and pure. I'm the coldest. The... No, you... that doesn't... what does that mean? What does that generate for yourself? It's okay not to be the best at something. But that's how you get better. You learn from other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We go around and turn into a sponge. Say, okay, how they doing this? Oh, boom. That's what we on. Then once we master that, we, we move forward. But we just stuck around here and just kept doing the same thing all the time. We would be in the same boat, like doing the same thing. So you just have to have a day. That's what the whole global mind thing. Just think outside of yourself and be open to collaborate with other people that actually have more knowledge. Then you obtain that knowledge. And that's what we believe in. Okay. And so, like, when did that mindset come about? Like, around what time period where did you guys feel like you've outgrown the Peoria process as far as that mentality of you only think you could be the best here? I think from the jump, because we always look at other people like, you know, you look at, like you follow the people you follow, like whoever rapper you, they're not always in their home city. They're all over the world. And we like, we want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? That's what you aspire to do from the jump. You know what I'm saying? We look at people like, you know, Jay-Z, whatever, he's into everything. You know, he's got clothes, he's got movies, you know what I'm saying? Those people inspire us. Okay, we can do something similar. Music is our catalyst to get us to the next level. You know, that's just like our transition point. We love doing it, but we're going to venture off into, you know, more films and more fashion and more, you know what I'm saying? Because you can only do, you know, if you get older, you can't just rap forever, you know what I'm saying? So we are businessmen at the same time. We want to venture off into different things. You know, music is number one. That's our, that's our baseline. But we open up, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if you, you say right now, I got an idea of something, we'll try it. You know what I'm saying? The worst you can do is not work, but yeah. we'll figure it out together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's collective collaboration is what we what we embrace. And that's how we get so far, because we just go back and forth. And whoever's in our circle, we all can generate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I don't have all the ideas. He doesn't have all the ideas. And we just put them together, see what sticks and manifests on them. That's it. It's not rocket science. You know what I'm saying? If it's open-minded, it's be, it's okay. I don't have to know it all. I can be good at what I can do. He can be good, and we can be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be extremely good at what you do, and I, and I can be okay with that. He can be extremely good at what he does, and I'll be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're okay with it. Like, if someone's popping, I can give anybody credit. If they popping, they popping. I'm okay with that. I, I mean, that, that inspires me. You know? We operate out of love, not out of hate. And that's going to keep, that's going to make, that's, that's the difference. We don't start hating on everybody. You know, we'll do for what? Just love ourselves and do what we do out of love and we'll be fine. Okay. So how um how important is having a team? That's very to important. You guys? <laughs> yeah, team the team is one of the most important assets that you can have. And the reason being is because you you can only do so much yourself. You can only be so good at so many things. And, you know, music is my main thing. I feel like that's what I'm most talented at. So if I, I can, I, if I, for me to make the best music that I can possibly make, I need to focus on making the best music that I can possibly make. I don't have time to be focused on marketing, social media, merchandising, booking my shows. You know, even though I, I do wear many different hats, but that's just because... A lot of times, it's it's hard to find people that'll work just as hard or harder than you if you're passionate about something. Yeah, I'm dealing with that now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that, that, that's a tough, that's tough. And, and when I'm, 
I mean, we're both the same way. When we lock onto a project, we, we that's that's it. I mean, sleep, eat, that that stuff comes secondary. We, you know, we're family people, but then other than that, we we're grinding. And to find people that uh, that fit that mold is tough. So you even if you surround yourself around people, you still find yourself like, um, I just do it myself. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, I, <clears throat> instead of waiting for people to 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 fall in line or or they lose motivation or the negativity or you know what I mean, certain things that settle in with people. So being able to have a good group of people, even if you got one or two people, three people, you all are on the same wavelength and you all have the same goal and all have that same work ethic, that's priceless. And in being in this industry for a while, we've had people come and go. People being are on the team, and then they just kind of fall off because negative energy and people who aren't adding something to you that kind that's those situations kind of take care of themselves. Because if you're on, if you're on our team, you're either going to grow with us, or eventually you'll just fall you'll you'll just fall off. It's not even a. Um, it's not even a disagreement. It's no no bad blood, no hatred, but it's just kind of, you know, you're like, man, these two are this ball of energy. I'm either going to hop in and add to this because we're all about empowering people who are with us. <coughs> and it's not just about us. It's not, you know, we want all the glory. Uh, we do this all on our own. It's not about that. Like, I'll give props to anyone who's ever helped me and show love and, and, and give back when I can and help when I can, you know, just because... Um, and not expecting anything in return. So I think when you when you're able to, to to build genuine relationships like that with people who are like minded, who are going to work just as hard as you, I mean, if you look at anyone who's successful, they all have a successful team around them. Yeah. And and that, and honestly, it's been tough being from Peoria because even if people are willing to work for you and work with you and help you build still getting them outside of that mentality of, okay, Peoria is just one small place. We got to think on a larger scale, you know, just being the best in Peoria doesn't really do anything for you. And honestly, I I don't want to be the best anywhere because then that means that I, I think that I can stop working. I think that there's no reason for me to continue to compete. I always want to be around artists that are better than me, artists that are more popular than me, artists that have more money than me, because that gives me something I can learn from them. If I'm just the best here, then 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 that learning that that learning switches off. Like well, I, I'm not growing as a person, as an artist, as a businessman. It's not giving me any room for growth. So you'll never hear me say that. You'll never hear me say like, no matter how big I get, I could be you know. Uh, sign the OVO tomorrow. I'm never. I still will never be like. Oh, I'm. The, I'm. I'm the best in Peoria now. I mean, that's never gonna come out of my mouth because it's not about that. You know what I mean? So, um, that was kind of a long winded way to answer your question. But the team is is so important. Yeah, I mean, I agree because uh, that's like my biggest uh, difficulty right now is I did ha- I do have a team, but trying to get them to my level where how serious I am and how dedicated I am to the point where I don't have to come up with all the questions or figure out the artist or the format or the ideas of what I want to do as far as a rollout. So that's what I like struggle with right now. That's why me and Solo Vision is so tight because even though we're doing two different things, we still got the same common goal. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, you know, that was just gems for me to hear. You know what I'm saying? That was a personal question I had. Yeah. And hopefully my team, you know, can take away from this and see uh, whether they're going to move on or fall off, you know. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Um, Now, you recently, um, like, were working on a documentary. I've seen, like, pictures of Sean and other basketball players. How how far is that process? We're actually going through, like, we finished uh, principal photography on it. We're in, like, the final stages of it now, like, just kind of saucing it out. Uh, One thing we don't do... It's either gonna be perfect or not at all. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like so, a lot of people ah, rush it. There's no need to rush. Yeah. It's gonna happen the time it's supposed to happen. So we're just you know we just hash it out because we're doing a few other things too. So you know that the documentary wasn't like top priority. We had other things going on. So now we're like we're getting back in that mode and finishing up. But it's gonna be like super dope. Like you know nothing like anything's been done around here. You know it's gonna be the hot to the point where 
It's going to take off like national. You know what I'm saying? It's going to mm-hmm. be on that scale. Sundance. Yeah, the whole thing. Festival. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's never been done. It's done in a way where it's clever, artistic, and it's still inform- informative. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, when we finish it, it's going to be like, you know what I'm saying, a super cool product. Like, I'm excited to see when it's done. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be dope. Super dope. Yeah. You're going to have some crazy samples in that. Pretty oh, sure some, some beats. Grit. Pretty sure <laughs> some you got grit. some songs. Man, some songs man. just for the soundtrack. Yeah, we got some grit, man. <laughs> so, like, what, what's your take on, like, what a producer actually is? Because a lot of people think they make a beat, they send it to somebody, they're a producer. Yeah, see, to me, like, that's a beat maker. Like, okay. a producer, you know, he's got an idea for the hook. He's got an idea for the pattern. He can actually see the big, the full song. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if that's why I don't really produce like for I don't make beats for a lot of people because if they get on there it doesn't fit it kind of makes the brand go away like I can send him something and he can share we share the same vision I'm like man woo I might hum out something he can take it and go a whole another way with it you know what I'm saying that's like I'm in from mixing to the mastering to the vocal structure to the whole process you know what I'm saying the, the full sonic value of the song that's what a producer does a person that goes into like fruity loops and drags loops on a sequencer, push play, that's a beat maker. Not taking anything from that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But if they don't physically hit pads, hit the keys, you know what I'm saying? Like my kids, they make beats on those programs. And they sound, you know what I'm saying, they decent because the computer's doing everything for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I think producers now, there's no sacrifice, right? Now you just get a laptop and a program and you can make beats. 20 years ago, you had to have a drum machine, a keyboard, go to the studio, spin bands, and get it recorded. Then you had a cost associated with it. Now it's no cost. A laptop and Fruity Loops, you can make a hit record, and people are doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking it. It's not taking away from what they're doing, but the day like Dr. Dre and Just Blaze and all those guys, where they sit there where, you know, I got record crates all over just going through samples. I might spend weeks just listening for samples. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll sit there and just let the record play. Oh, that part right there. Mark it. Drag it in my computer. Chop it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just going for a loop library, just hitting drag and drop and making, like, 40 beats a day. When people say they're making, like, 30 beats a day, that's, they're what, not, they're that's what they're yeah. doing. They're just taking loops. And you notice, you know, everyone's stuff almost sounds the same because they got the same program, the same sounds. Like, back in the day, a producer if you used the same snare, they'd be upset. Like, dog, that's my snare. Now you can just use the same clap and everything. Everybody's okay with it. Yeah, you can use the Kanye West stuff. Yeah, um, you could just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that's that's the difference between a beat maker and a producer. A producer sees the project from the front to the back. A beat maker hits, hits play, sends it off, and never even knows what the song sounds like. They hear it. When they, you know, they, I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did that beat, and then you hear the song. Producer, yeah. let me check it out. Oh, no, you should probably tweak some things on it. You know what I'm saying? There's some input back and forth with it. I mean, okay. that's the big difference. Cause um I remember with um one it was a song uh, I think it was Stick Talk by Future and then the Panda Jermaine Dupri said is the same beat they yeah. just changed something I yeah. never like caught it or oh, nothing yeah. and then he like broke it down man and I was like wow man. it was it really the exact same beat because what was the one song that was Nuck if you buck that turned into a dance. That was just out. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. Just yeah, nothing you buck. Yeah, that was. Oh, dang. You know what I'm saying? That's I can break down all these songs, but like, you know what I'm saying? That's where that song came from. And they're not even trying to hide it. They just, yeah, you know they what just I'm saying? They it. just going. They may just change a few few yeah. things, but the bass is really the same thing. thing. You figure like, listen to like, like all Metro Boomin, like he's smacking right now. All his songs are almost all the same. Yeah. Everything he does. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking... He's smacking right now. He's getting money. I support it. But you can play one song and think it's all the same song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's common now. You Back in the day, people would be offended if your stuff sounded like somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be a fighting. You just say, I sound like somebody else. Not like, oh, you sound like, dude, cool, I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's you know that's where we're at now. Uh, can you... um, Can you tell me about the, the process... Um, from the song uh, License to Kill. And um, I want to know, like, how did the video come about as well? Because um, that, to me, that that was just, I, that took me by surprise. The, with the dude with the gun in the head, you know, y'all rapping the message. Then the then you actually had the, you know, the uh, images matching what you were saying as well. That was very different. Yeah, I mean, the, the process of the song 
came about, you know, everything was going on and the the situations between minorities and then the authorities and all that and we just sat down and thought, you know, we have this voice, why don't we, we actually use it to, to, to have a message and to, to speak about something. So the song actually came about from the sample, the License to Kill sample. He had been sitting on that for a while. And I was like, you know, that's a dope idea. And I, I think I even forgot about it. And then he sent me the beat with it all chopped up and everything. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. You know, this is, this is, this is, this is it. So I sat down, wrote it. Um, I know, actually, I wrote this in the studio. I came to the studio. He played the beat. I wrote it in maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Wrote the verse. I didn't think I wrote it down. I was like, man, let's, you know, let's drop it. And that's how the song came about. The visuals, when anytime that you see a visual for me, a lot of times these are preconceived images that he has already laid out. When he makes a beat before I even put lyrics to it, he's already like, look. Oh, dang. <laughs> I, I have the video and con I have the video concept ready. And then sometimes like I don't even know the hook. I don't have I don't have a metal, I don't have anything to it. Like give me a sec you gotta give me a second. Yeah. He's like, no man, we gotta do this. We gotta fly here and shoot it. We gotta you know what I'm yeah. saying? And Dang. so I don't think like that. I'm like, man, let me drop it and then I'll focus on the visual. So the visual, that was all him. The guy, the the setup, you know, the cop, us on our knees. Like literally, that was all all I did was show up and, and perform. So Dang. yeah, he he had that concept. Um, and even when he told me about it, I don't even think I could wrap my head around it. I was like, man, that'd be crazy. And then when I got there, I got to the set, saw everything was was laid out. And then I was like, this is this is definitely going to do some numbers. So, yeah, I mean, I, the visuals, I, I can't take any credit for that. Yeah. Where did you, I mean, where I, did you do that? I mean, I just see, like, I don't know. That's what I, if I hear a song, I'm inspired by, like, the visuals is, Audio and video is all the same to me. It's just notes and melodies, which melodies would be the picture and the images. And I always want to do something that's impactful. You know what I'm saying? Like when I see a video or I see a video, if I'm inspired by it, like most videos I watch and I forget because they didn't inspire me. You know what I'm saying? But the ones that inspire me, like, damn, that was dope. And you know what I'm saying? So I look at it. Okay, it's a powerful song, a powerful message. We need a powerful visual to support the message. And the performance was a key part of the song. Like, their performance was, was so good on there, it was that much, it was believable. Yeah. You know, his performance on there was so convictional, like, people like, damn, that's a serious subject. Like, they forget the visuals. Like, I have people tell me they watched the video, and the only thing they saw was the performance, because that's how good it was. And that's the thing about what makes it work, because the, even though the visuals were dope, his, the performances on there just added that much more power to it. Because we sit down and think about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, we say, okay, it has to make sense. We want to do something really, you know what I'm saying, cool and unique. How can we all collaborate and do it? And that's what it turned out. And we didn't, it took us, what, like two hours? It we shot it like two hours. Dang. So it wasn't even a lot of takes. Oh, no, no. There was no takes. It was, it each was each performance, that was it. Yeah. It was, we, we shot it each person three times, both of them. That was six takes. <clears throat> but I don't, when I shoot, I don't overshoot. I just shoot as needed. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, boom, I got it. Let's keep moving. You know, I don't just sit there and just burn frames. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shoot it yeah. and I get it and I see it. We'll keep moving. We never gonna be out there just, just out there shooting. We only shoot what's needed. But sometimes it burn, and I get back to the post like, damn, I need some more B roll. You know, it's like, damn, I should have shot some more. But we always, you know, what I'm saying rushing and all this kind of, you not rushing, but we be doing other things at the same time. You know, what I'm saying trying to piggyback off something else. But yeah, the visuals came out like super dope. It was like a really cool piece. And we were at like three. Where we at on numbers on that one? Like, um, I think maybe three or four hundred thousand, yeah. something like that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was solid. And people yeah. were like, people were like just hitting us like, man, that's like the most impactful thing they've ever seen. Like you know, what I'm saying they were like, that did something for me, and that's what we're about to inspire the people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we could have easily, like you look at all our visuals, they're never gonna be what you you know what I'm saying what everyone else is doing. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna you know no offense to any of that, but we want to just do something. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little different. And it's yeah. going to always stand out. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. It's about, you know, evolving, constantly evolving and standing out. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what our brand is. And that's what you performed at the Black Expo. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I was there. Um, did you get a chance to meet David Banner or talk to him? I or did. was he too? Because I know he got there, he didn't have a lot of time to talk. How was that experience? It was cool. You know, it, I mean, he had a lot going on, you know, and I think that the environment wasn't the best to try to build a relationship or anything like that. But I just talked to him, talked to him about the song. I actually had a flash drive with the video and everything on it, gave it to him. You know, I said, you get, you get a moment, check it out. It definitely is a line of everything that you're talking about because he was big during that time, speaking out about the violence and that was yeah. taking place and all that. So... You know, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. He was receptive, and you know, I got to talk with him for a couple minutes, and man, that was it. Yeah, I was uh, I was disappointed in Peoria that they didn't come out, yeah, support more for stuff like that. Like, yeah, these be the opportunities to, you know, what I'm saying to learn, yeah, to learn, and then just to to look good as far as like people who who own these buildings or these venues. These could be venues we could have performances at or something. And if we don't show, we'll come out for a guest speaker. And David Bennett is not like he's not like he's not known. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I definitely thought more people would have came, even if they disagreed with him. Because you know, there's a young lady there that disagreed yeah. with him. You know, she got out. She got killed though. Yeah, but, yeah. man, that, I felt bad for her. Yeah, <laughs> I felt her bad. Body bag, I felt bad. But she didn't. Um, she didn't know he was gonna do that. No. Right. Yeah. Nah, she had no idea. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but uh, can you um talk about your um upcoming single three hundred nine? Yeah, so three hundred nine came about because I mean it was it was needed. It was everywhere I go, you know, wherever I'm at in the world, I always represent where I'm from. Let people know where I'm from. I'm proud to be. You know, from Peoria, I've never claimed anywhere else. I've never tried to put off that I'm from anywhere else, and I could have. And there's times people cr- that imply that I'm from somewhere else, and I'm gonna have to quickly correct them. Like, no, you know, this is actually where I'm from. So, whenever I make a song or whenever I have a concept, it happens organically. I've never sat down and like, all right, I'm going to make a song about Peoria or I'm going to make a song about this or make a song about that. It always goes about the feeling, the vibe. And I've been sitting on this beat for, man, what, two years? No, I was said, but it was a beat that I had blew by. He's like, hello, yeah, go back. But that, that's a whole different... That's a whole, <laughs> first of all, I, I'm going to answer your question, but whenever it comes to beat selection, there's times where he'll be like, man, I got like 20 beats, 30 beats I want you to hear. He'll play me his favorites and then skip over certain beats. And I'll hear, I'll hear maybe three seconds of them. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't just skip over that. That sounded crazy. Play that. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, this, this, this whole thing? Yeah. Hit play, and it's, and, it's, and it's my favorite. And I'm like, and a lot of my songs that have been the most popular have been beats that he'll just skip over. And, it's, it's, and that happens every single time. Every He'll be like, man, I got this beat I want you to hear. And they'll all be dope, but the ones he skips are the ones that really resonate with me. So anyway, that was a beat that he skipped. And Matt, we were doing a show in California. And we were in a hotel room getting ready for the show, going through the sequence of the show. And he had the beat loaded up on his machine and hit it by accident. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And he was like, oh, that's just something I was working on. I like the beat so much. I was like, we're going to open up the show with this. So we just opened up that Cali show with that instrumental. And I talked to the crowd or whatever. And then we went into the set. So And now I think that was maybe a year and a half, two years ago. So I sat on that oh, beat man. that whole time. Just I would just vibe out to it on planes or wherever and just play the instrumental for hours. Um, and then so one day I was like, man, I think I got something to it. And um, had the hook, had the verse, came through, laid it. And he was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's it. And then once again, he was like, oh, but dog, how are we going to shoot the video? <laughs> like, the, song, the song was... On the beat he didn't even want. Nah, the beat that he didn't even want. He's like, we got to shoot this video. It was crazy. But it felt good to, to you know, just because, like I said, I go a lot of places. People may not even, uh, most of them never even heard of Peoria. Never heard of 309. You don't know what that is, but... If you look at people who are out there, a good example is how Drake did with Toronto. Toronto yeah. wasn't really popping like that. Now you got people all over the world talking about the six that aren't from there. The six. Exactly. <laughs> we got that from Houston. Exactly. <laughs> That's the sad part. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But people, people are screaming that. So yeah, oh, that, that that kills me right there. Yeah, that's how I know you got a ghost ride. <laughs> Cause um, what's dude's name? I forgot his name. Quentin, Quentin dude, Miller. He from Houston. And that six was that's where he's from, and that's where Drake got that from. Now everybody, it's not even area code at all. No, nah, nah. it's the crazy part. Now yeah. people here saying the nine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, at least you named the three on nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a release date for it yet, or still waiting? Um, still waiting. Um, I think I'm gonna release it honestly, pretty soon. Um, I don't think I'm a to to run up. To, it's not gonna be a heavy promo. I think I'm just gonna drop it. And then there'll be more of a, a pro- promo run for the video. So the video yeah. concept is going to be, you know, pretty big. I'm going to try to get as much of the city involved, as much as many of the artists in the city, people like yourself, like everybody that I can get involved in this video to really represent and really put it on, on a platform. So there, there'll be more of a push for the video. video. Put the song out, let people vibe. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the song takes off and goes crazy. So by the time the video comes, everybody's involved with it. Be able to sing along yeah. and really vibe out to it, you know. Because that's how I always like not for every song, but that's how I think some artists should move is drop the song first to see the build up, so you don't waste money on a video. Right. Because right? then you do a video, or if you drop a song with the video at the same time, and nobody cares, you just really just wasting money. Yeah. You know you what I'm time. I mean, it's a risk, but you know, it's a risk for reward. But definitely, I definitely feel sometimes the song needs to come out first. Mm-hmm. So. um... Are there uh, any rappers that you've heard since uh, our last interview uh, from Peoria that you like? I like my man from from the Goonies. What's his name? Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth. I like him. He's uh, he definitely doesn't come across as a typical Peoria rapper to me. I like his style. So yeah, that I uh, I actually I just got put on to him. I think like a couple weeks ago, I had been hearing their name or whatever and checked out some of this stuff. And they got a nice movement going. I really like what they yeah. do. They uh, they were out like in like old three. That's what yeah. I told you. Yeah. 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 yeah, not 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 all the newer ones. Not the newer like the younger guys like around my age. They weren't a part of it at the time. Mm. But they like recently the last six months had the resurgence. That's why they was number one on my list. Yeah. But they recently hit that resurgence with their mixtape and stuff. Yeah. They been doing it though. Yeah, yeah. Crazy how it sounds. I mean, you couldn't tell. Yeah. They been around. I like what they doing a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, anybody else that uh has there any artists that like reached out to you in Peoria? Yeah, I mean, artists artists hit me up all the time and you know, looking to collab or they'll hit me up for advice or you know, check out my music. Or whatever, and I I do my best to respond to every last one of them. I try to listen to everything that I can, um, but I think it's it's more of that than anything else. You know, uh, check me. You know, check check this out. What do you think? Or how do you do this? Or how do you do that? And I'll give them advice. I'll give them anything that any anything that I can to help anybody who reaches out to me. You know, I'm not one of those people that thinks, oh, these are my secrets. I got to keep it to myself. Yeah. And, you know, I just blow you off because you may take my spot. I don't look at it like that. I, there's only one spot for Passport Lewis. That's it, period. You know, there's not a ranking and there's not a number, but that's just my lane. No one's ever going to fill that lane. If I can give you some advice or give you... And I, I'm still working to get there myself. And I'll be honest, like, look, you know, I, I'm still trying to get to somewhere myself. So I'm not, you know, I, I'm not uh, someone who, who can speak down to you. But whatever trial and error that I've gone through, I'll definitely hand that advice over to you. So a lot of people reach out for that. They want, you know, feedback on their music or they ask me all the time, you know, man, how, how can I get a hold of John Quest and get some of these beats? And I'm like, man, you know, it's uh, it's not free. You know? Yeah, I don't think you're definitely doing nothing free. Man. Maybe that's why I heard nobody else on songs besides Jerk and Whiskey. Yeah. That's probably the only one yeah. that I've heard. Man, you can't give it away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I sit on it. You know what I mean? You know, I just sit there, hang on to it, and figure it till we figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And then you want to put out some magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll never be the person just, just out throw beats. Oh, I'll just rap on it. You know, cause I want it to be, you know what I'm saying? I want it to be that joint. 
You know mm. what I'm saying? I want it to be something people like, oh, yeah, I feel that from front to back. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not a volume shooter. I'd rather just have a few few hot things. and You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just have a gang of stuff out there. Because then kind of, you know, oversaturates. You kind of water your stuff down. Like when, when, when someone put presses, presses play, I want them to hang on to it like, yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if they hear it, it sound like the last five things I did. It's not as magical. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's... I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Some people, don't, they want to get out there as much as they can. I, I just don't look at it that way. Yeah. I'd rather for it to, you know, be, you know, mean something. And then, oh, that's what he did. That's what they did last week. It sounded just like their last song. You know what I'm saying? So we just try to keep it magical. Okay. Make it right. Who um who are some people that you shot videos for uh, in Peoria? Um, most, most I shot, uh, I just did one for DZ Diaries. Yeah, yeah. I just shot that, that one. one uh, but most of the time, I just do, you know what I'm saying, I just shoot his because, for one, like, we was talking earlier, when people come to you and, like, well, what do you charge? You tell me a fee. Like, man, are you serious? I'm like, I'm dead serious. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's, this I'm not doing this just, like, for the hell of it. But once again, it goes back because this is the reason why. Because their friend has a laptop and a camera and they have iMovie or Final Cut Pro and they can do it. You can buy all that for, like, $1,500. But I come from a time where, you know what I'm saying, you can't even touch a lens for $1,500. So it costs me more to do it. So I, I associate it with the cost that that has to, my value has a lot. So it means something. When I fire my edit suite, I put years into making that work. You know what I'm saying? So I can't do it for, like, 50 bucks or 100 bucks. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not worth the time. It's not that I'm too good for it. It's just that I feel like that good about the stuff that I've invested in, you know what I'm saying, to get to where I'm at, and why would I settle for that? You know what I'm saying? It's like going to George and saying, let me get to George for $25. It's not yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to finish line, it's the, the, the price is the price. It's 200 whatever the price is. Yeah, exactly. But when they come to you and they feel like, oh, it's just your time, it's just your equipment, and their homeboy got a camera, he'll do the same thing for 50 bucks. That's the equation. You know what I'm saying? But you see the difference clearly, but they say, oh, this is good enough. I just want to get on there and rap. But when someone believe in themselves, they'll come to me like, look, man, I need you. I got money on it. Then I'll do it. Yeah. But they don't. Then, you know, it just doesn't line up. It has to line up. You know what I'm saying? And then once again, I still wouldn't shoot a video every day. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to spend time and create something where people look at it. You know, you look at all the videos on like MTV. Only few of them stand out. Yeah, exactly. I want to stand yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Of course I can shoot every day and just, you know what I'm saying, and edit the same day. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take long, but I want to sit there and manifest like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I want to inspire people like, man, you see what doing them did? Like, people hit us all the time. Damn, dog, y'all killing it. That's that's the goal. If someone don't say anything, like, fuck, we should have spent some more time on it. You know what I'm saying? We don't do it for that, but it's inspiration for me. Like, you know, like you inspired me or I inspire him. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we live on. Okay. Um, how did the commercial come about? Which one? Oh, you got multiple commercials? <laughs> oh, man. Um, the American, I think it was like American Family Insurance one. Uh, uh you like, um, yeah, the lawyer, you like, like, by the water talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, how did this come about? I was watching a Bulls game, yeah. and I see this, I was like, that's passport. I was like, oh man, y'all got commercials on TV. Well, so one of the, <coughs> one of the, the subsidiaries, I guess you want to call it, for lack of a better word, of the global group, we have a, a, a marketing ad agency. And so we actually put together marketing campaigns and commercials and things for different people. So the fact that I was in that commercial wasn't even the the original intent. It just so happened that we were doing, putting together a campaign. He does all the visuals and I write all the script and all the copy for certain commercials. And we were having trouble finding talent. Well, I've done some acting and on-camera work and stuff before. So... We kind of did the, a rough, uh, just a rough draft of how it would look, <laughs> and oh, presented man. it to the client, and they were like, "Oh, we need Run. him. <laughs> like, what? Why are we looking for anyone else?" And I honestly, like, we, I literally did that in my sleep. I wasn't even, I wasn't, I didn't know that was gonna air anything. We oh, did that man. that one time. We didn't reshoot it. Nope, nothing. And so, and I didn't even realize that they were playing it during the world. None of that, honestly. I just wrote the commercial. You know, he put it together. And we presented it to him, and that was it. And then all of a sudden, people are hitting me up like, oh, man, I saw your commercial. And I'm like, what commercial are you talking about? So I kind of find out about it when everyone else did. But, but yeah, so that's that's one of the companies that we have. That's We're doing the, the documentary, documentary under that same umbrella. 
you know, um, so we, we have a lot of different things that, that are going on that come through as ventures and that was just that just happened to be one of them so we but we do a lot and you and if you may have seen them and you probably just didn't know that we wrote and produced it but yeah, yeah that's how that came about because yeah, we shoot a lot well, I, well, same as that we have an idea we'll just shoot it and just send it off like I, you know, we'll shoot a spec piece for Nike just do something super dope put some music on it boom send it off because there's money in that we got spec pieces like or you know like look like real commercials you know they, they all don't get picked up on but that's how we look at it because that's yeah. how it works because there's always people looking for content, and we're content generators, so he writes amazing. I got visuals, so we just tag up. Like, oh, man, you see that one commercial? Man, we need to do something like this. Like, wait till you see, like, the global commercial. They're, like, epic. You know man. what I'm saying? I don't even brag, but you, 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 you yeah. like, oh, this God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's just inspiration for everybody. Man, we just, you know what I'm saying? We just, just want to see all the stuff. Man, like, I, people, people come to me, like, say, man, my, when I see your links, man, I get excited because it's going to happen. You know, that, that, that makes me feel good. It's not that, you know, like, it's not a best who's the best. It's, to me, it's who, who inspires you. You know what I'm saying? There's some yeah. people that really give me five. I'm like, shit, you see that? Man, that was dope. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, 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 just, that's what we try to do. Inspire other people to do something, you know what I'm saying, different or whatever. You know, I think that if Peoria were to put their egos aside and people would come together and collaborate, you know what I'm saying, and, and people to actually know, learn from them to get better, we'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. We just don't have any unity. Like everyone should be on your show. Every time somebody come here, whatever your price is, they should honor to support that. Because that's how you stay in business, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Be like, man, look, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm for the blow this at the liquor store. I can at least give you that. Yeah. That should be a no-brainer. You know, exactly. that's how but that, we should be able to do that for each other. Whatever your price is, I should be honored to pay that price. No matter what it is. I used to say, look, I can't afford it, but you're worth it. But as soon as I get my money right, I'm back at you. But we don't do that. Oh, dude, you know, man, man, I want a few times. You want this. Now they hate me. You know what I'm saying? You're doing it Or they're saying you're Hollywood yeah. or something. Man, that's true, man. Yeah. If we can unify, we can do something, man. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, um, like, because we, we got a fellow video guy here as well, Solo Vision. So, like, um, from the work you saw from him and uh, from anyone else in Peoria that do uh, videos, what's the best advice you would give them to keep growing? I would tell him never, ever offer anybody to work without compensation. I was like, look, I don't care how much you want to shoot. As soon as you start that role, you can never pull out of it. Oh, man, you shot do stuff for next to nothing. Why can't you do mine? Only thing I would do, I would say, look, I'm available for these two weeks. Who want to put some money together and make something happen? That's how you put it. You know what I'm saying? And if, he, if he doesn't agree with the concept, don't shoot it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you say, oh, I want to just stand in front of this and, and just rap with my shirt off. If he don't buy the concept, turn it down. You know what I'm saying? I, I will shoot less and perfect my craft on shooting higher level stuff than having volume. You know, a video a week is fine, but one video, you know what I'm saying, a month that's amazing is going to get him more work than 20 videos that are cool. You know what I'm saying? Just turn it down. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I mean, you got talent. Just don't just sit on it. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. spend more time researching and, and, you know what I'm saying, perfecting this craft. Go to other people that, you know what I'm saying, and do an extremely high level and learn from them. That's what I did. I would just be a, just holding light stands. I'll hold a light stand. I've held light stands and held the mic and did all that. But I know every area of the production, though. So now I can run a big crew. Like, you know, I travel around the world doing this for real. You know what I'm saying? Getting paid yeah. well to do it. Yeah, you be all over the place. And I don't even have to hold the camera anymore. I don't even hold the camera. I just call yeah, shots. Yeah, you be in the pictures. Yeah, I just be like, chill, yeah, man. I need this over here. Part. I need this light here. I need this gapper here. I need this scrim here. Boom. Let's make it happen. That's the level you want. he wants to get to. Holding the camera. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. I enjoy it. But I just want to direct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, nice. that's how it works. But you have to be around those situations so you can understand the process. I'm not good at all those things. Understanding them so I can communicate to people that are extremely, extremely well doing it. So yeah. I got a group of gaffers, a group of electricians. I can call and say, look, I need this light here, this, 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 boom, and it's happening. Dang. But they want me to do all that for like 50 bucks. Yeah, they don't know about all the money and all no. the hard work that goes into no. it. No, I mean, you think about it. Like, I'm going to get a drone and shoot it myself. Well, get a drone. Go ahead. As soon as you crash it, you out the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know. Everybody gonna crash it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Instead of people like teaming up, say, okay, you do this well, you do this well, let's make one big unit and get money. Yeah, exactly. That's what we should be doing, but 
You know, like I said, everybody has a laptop or a computer and their cousin got a camera. Everybody's a rapper, a photographer, a videographer, producer, you know, radio personality. It's just everyone does it all. Yeah. And it's oversaturated. But for him, I would tell him, shoot less and don't do anything you don't want to be proud of. Yeah. And only pick, like, he got his brother. I would just shoot for my brother. Because yeah. he's smacking. And his friends, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, man, I'm shooting with Dex and all them. You know, I ain't finna, you know what I'm saying? Coming to shoot with dude now. Yeah. I'm shooting, I'm with that. He got the perfect, he got almost similar set that we got. Him and his brother can juke. Just be his, just be his personal. Because when he, and the thing about it, if he just pump his brother, then he'll start getting real clients that are paying 5000 10000 15000 One video. You know what I'm saying? He's around that, you know what I'm saying? Just off his brother's string, he can boom like that. That's what I be doing. Like, look, bro. Let's take me with you. Listen, me get on. You know, everywhere you go, I'm right here. Yeah. And then when you meet these people, hey, dog, I do this for real too. Let's, you know what I'm saying? That's how I work. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would hang on his every inch. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's. And that's gonna that could pump you up. Next thing you know, his contacts forward to your contacts. Yeah. And you juke it. Yep. I be I be uh, talking them all the time. Man. Like, all the time, us three be connecting. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah. Because that's where it's at. You know, pure is cool, but. Like you said earlier, you got to get outside this area to, to really make some, you know what I'm saying? If you want to make a real impact, you have to expand. Because you can't, you can't do it, you know what I'm saying? There's no other way around it. Yeah, because I, I just be thinking like, like someone has to blow out of Peoria. Right. And then you could create that pipeline, you know what I'm saying? And then, because like with Chicago, Chicago wasn't like a destination for A&Rs to just check people out. You know, after, what, maybe 08? It was it kind of just went away when Lupe kind of left when he left right. you know and Kanye was already Kanye but he was more known for the New York scene and right. peace with Jay Z. Then when Chief Keith did what he did, that's when the floodgates opened. <coughs> you know he can't even go back there. I mean that's the crazy part. You figure they they always they they created a whole movement with the drill music. Where, you know they had people from the East Coast trying to sound like them. Yeah, you know they created a whole movement. They revived the old Midwest. They did, in my personal opinion. Man. As far as far as that style of music. Now, if you were the big Shans of the world or, or someone like that, but as far as, like, my age group, I'm 21. When I was at Richwoods, my freshman year, no one was rapping. It's my <laughs> sophomore year when Chief Key came out, everyone was rapping. And this is the cool thing about it. You figure, made this so cool, the person that made their beats, he just started making beats. He just started rapping. They all grew together. Yeah. And, they, and they changed the way people shot music videos because there was no money in music when they started just in the shirt with their shirt off, you know what I'm saying? Hand yeah, and not, yeah, yeah. Everybody started I doing I that. I never thought about that. They changed yeah, the way people... They, now yeah. it's coming back. Everybody was just jumping. Everybody would just take your shirt off and just and do this to the camera. Yeah. Everybody like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's what they started that. No one did that before then. Because yep. they just had their homeboy who happened to have a computer, had a camera. He was shooting. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't hold it straight. That's all it was. <laughs> That's what it was. He didn't know how to make him stop from shaking. Yeah. But they caught on. And yeah, they smacked off dang, that. I never even like, thought about that part of it. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? That's how it worked. Didn't know what they was doing. No, nah, but it worked. Now everybody doing it. Everybody started. Professional people would say, look, man, you like that too. But now it's coming back. And people are like, okay, that phase is over with. You know, because Drake and them are never going to do it. Jay-Z's never going to do it. That's what I look at. I look yeah. at a Jay-Z video. Okay, I'm never going to do that because they won't do it. You know what I'm saying? That's like the highest level. You know, a Kendrick yeah. Lamar video, or you know what I'm saying? It's going to be super clean, very simple. And you know what I'm saying? Just what it is. It's all performance-based. That's the thing that a video director needs to know is that the performance is number one. That's it. Nothing else matters. It can look terrible, but if it's a strong performance, people are going to believe into it. Cheap keep prove it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. All of it looked terrible, but he was in that mug so amp, you had to feel it. Yeah. Because I don't even remember what they was talking about. I no. just heard the chorus. It was bad quality and everything. Man, you seen I'm dreads, action dudes, <laughs> the couch in the background. But but do you think about it? Jumping up and down. Their music even sounded terrible. But I'm talking about the sonic quality of it. It, yeah, it wasn't yeah, nasty. Yeah. They were just taking it right out the computer, putting it on the radio. Yep. Juking. Yeah, <laughs> man. Kanye West caught it. I don't know how he got caught on to it. Yeah. He hopped on the remix. <coughs> Push your teeth, saw it on World Star. Oh, you yeah, Push your teeth on the first? Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't even tell Chief Keith they was doing a remix. No. They just did one, and I just... Smacked. Dang. And I don't even think they was trying to blow. No. Man. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were just in their room. They homie made me. They probably... 
if they say it or not, because King Louis credited for that style. Like he the godfather of that style. He they is? Probably, yeah. The drill music that came from him. But he seemed more polished than them though. Like he seemed like he's yeah. like a, a, a they well, don't even seem like well, real rappers. Um, King Louis gotta be what, maybe twenty eight, twenty nine, mm-hmm. around there. So he was older than them at that time. He was probably twenty five. Because Chief Keep only twenty. Yeah. Yeah, he was sixteen at the time. Okay. So maybe that's why he was more polished. But I'm saying, but King Louis seems like a, like, a, like he, don't, he took rap yeah, seriously. Yeah. Chief and him was like, <laughs> they could just say whatever. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was doing the stuff they were doing. Okay. I think Chief Keep probably incorporated something else. Right. Because I'm pretty sure King Louis was actually rapping. That's what I'm, you saying. Know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was the production or the beats or something. But yeah. I think King Louis probably was really taking it serious. But he's credited as the Godfather of Drill. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's what they all say. They all say uh, Lil Herb said it. Uh, Chief Keith said it. Said it all. Oh man, him. that's what it is. Okay. Hopefully, he gets some money off of it. Uh, I don't know. You know. King, cause, didn't he sign with Good Music or somebody? Or who he, he signed was? With? He was um, rumored to be with OVO. Mm. That was just a rumor. Though. Okay, yeah, man. yeah. But he's uh, he's a credited writer on uh, New Slaves from Kanye West. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's credited writer on that. Okay. And also um, on the other joint, Descended Up. Yeah, yeah. he's actually on that song. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he he he's doing things, but I don't know like if he's gonna reach that level, right? To where he could have been, right? With that with that st- sound for him being credited, you would think he'd be more known, right? With that, so I don't know. Wow. That's but crazy. um, I got a just one last question. Uh, what's your uh, you guys' um, overall goal for 2017? Finish the documentaries. It's, it's like, we need to have that done in the next few months. Uh, what else you think? Well, I mean, we got the, the, the single, the 309 single that's coming. Pushing that. Let that buzz for a little bit. Then we're going to do the video and try to make that as big as possible. And we'll be back at South by Southwest this year. And I'm probably going to release a solo project later this year, depending on how things go. It's not untitled at the moment. So just getting everything, you know, established for that. The clothing line actually just dropped today. So I've been working on that heavy and, you know, continue to push that. So, you know, the single, the video later on. The, the the solo album will be out. And then performance. I got shows coming, a lot of shows coming up this year. So try to perform as much as possible in different places. So, yeah, I mean, just keep expanding. All right. And keep posting on Instagram. Because that stuff being inspiration to me. <laughs> Every time you post pictures, I'm trying, all right, where was he this time? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever see a Peoria picture. I just see you in some other, in a, a country or a state. You know, eating giraffes, something. You know, <laughs> you know you be all over, you be all over the place. You know, you be on the beach. You know, Man. staring at bridges or something. Man, wherever the magic's at. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, that's that's dope. I look for the magic. So, uh, uh one last, I got a question. Uh, who y'all got for the Super Bowl? I'm have to, I, I got the Falcons. I got go with the Falcons too, just because I think it's it's They've time. They've never been, have they? Uh, they've been to Super Bowl before. Yeah, they never won. No, but they, they was Super Bowl. Won. I don't even think I was watching football. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it probably was a it probably was a long time ago. Yeah, I got I go through Falcons. I like oh. to see him bring it back today. Go with Tom Brady. Okay. Um, the favorite. Uh, I I like Tom Brady. I'm a Redskins fan, so you know it's been some dog years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, yeah you've been struggling. Yeah. You guys aren't Bears fans. <laughs> nah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say because we nah. Bears fans, nah. there's no room to talk. Well, where, where's the Where's the follow up podcast Super Bowl party at? Uh, in Chicago. Okay, I'm. I'll probably go to my uncle's house. That's what's up. Um, if I go, but um, I ain't betting this year. I bet last year and it didn't go my way, so I'm gonna save my money this time around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna save my money. Everybody was going for Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It just man, it's depressing. Cause I lost, I lost hundred dollars, <laughs> and, and I I needed that hundred too. <laughs> I was planning I was planning to get something with the two hundred. 
Yeah, trying to double up. I feel yeah, it, it ain't work out. So I, I ain't cool with Cannon more. Dabbing's dead. <laughs> 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 but uh, can you uh, tell everybody where they can um, find you at? Yeah, so my social media is the same across the board. Passport Lewis on everything. Lewis is L-O-U-I-S. So that's Passport Lewis. Twitter, Instagram. I do have a Snapchat. My Snapchat is weak. So don't judge me on that. But uh, <laughs> I, I just never go on there. It's just, I, so I feel like I already got too much to juggle. So um, Facebook, all that. And then, like I said, the clothing just dropped. So globalmindapparel.com. Is where you can find that, and yeah, Passport Lewis on everything else. Same here. It's uh, John Quest on everything, Instagram, Twitter. I don't. I've never used Snapchat, but uh, <laughs> spell it though. Spell it so they. Uh, it's J E A N Q U E S T across the board. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right. Well, this is Cole Jack with John Quest and Passport Lewis. We out. God bless. Peace. <laughs>